quote Taylor Swift. I had some karma. Karma is a guy nearly wrecking into you. Karma is then exactly what happened afterwards. Uh, yesterday, I told my traffic a-hole story. It was kind of glorious, though. Um, I get frustrated with people in traffic, as I think we all do. I mean, geez, we're heavily traffic city. Oh, it's a scary time to drive, too. Things can go wrong so easily. People are stupid. Our highways yeah. don't make sense and flow well. There's That's also true. Un- There's also a, a baby in the car, a baby in the back, whatever the stickers are. Yeah. Yeah, I, I aim to hit those ones. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. not Extra out of cruelty. Points. I thought that's what the, the point was. Out of mercy. Yeah, of course. Uh, anyhow, I talked about this. Uh, these cars trying to merge, like cut the line, get onto 183. A last they, second squeeze. They in. were being yeah. dangerous by coming to a complete stop on I-35. I honked at the guy. The guy finally cuts everyone off and gets onto 183. He flips me off, and as I'm looking at him. His wife jumps and grabs the steering wheel, and he hits the brake because he almost wrecked in someone. I was like, ha, ha, ha. Uh-huh. You got in a fight with your old lady because you were an asshat and were, yeah. cared more about cutting people off and flipping me off. Well, he's going to hear it. Or he probably heard it last night, I guess. I'm sure he did. And I shouldn't be saying this on the air because now he's going to be like, ah, I'm going to kill CJ. I know. Surprised you didn't do the, uh, the Matumbo finger wag. Uh, That's your famous move in traffic. It is. It's my favorite because it befuddles people yeah. rather than make him angry. Well... Last night, karma came back to haunt me. I was going to uh, my neighborhood HEB, uh, probably the most dangerous HEB in the realm. I won't say where, but we all know it. This, like, car cuts me off, and it's to the point where I see it coming up on the left of me. This is where you learn your defensive driving. Be aware. Comes up on the left of me, and it's hauling ass. I'm like, there's no way. There's This dude can't get over in front of me, and then does it. And so I have to hit my brakes and swerve to the side to keep from being hit. And then they get in front of me. I'm like, man, so I honk and turn my brights on. And then I'm like, I'm going to get next to this idiot and just give him the look. Oh, man. And as I'm getting over. Famous last uh, uh, words, whatever. As I'm getting over into the left lane, um, I didn't look enough and almost hit a car. CJ. Over there. Oh, my God. So, yes. right away, karma. So, I, Good. in turn, I was being an asshat. Yes, you, know? you were. This guy cut me off. I just should have let it go. But, no, I had to get over and no, look at CJ. him. And what happens? I almost get in a wreck. I'm being dangerous. What's the classic adage? Two wrongs do not make a right. Very correctly. And if you missed that story, you can hear it by downloading and listening to the CJ Morgan Show podcast. And it's, uh, it's an all right one. It's not bad. Um, by the way, you can always text or tweet us, 835-1015, at CJ Morgan Show. If you have your Traffic Avenger stories, and we oh, can yeah. do what our old school radio co-host used to do, find the license plate and write him anonymous letters. Maybe not. That's that a, that's seems a, illegal. That's oh, to get like it nah, is illegal, Emily. Nah. It is. Feeling old yet? We're about to make you do so with a little trip back in history on this day. And how did I get old? Because on this day in history, a Christmas classic turns 33. We're going to miss the plane. When the McAllister family left on their Christmas vacation. Did we miss the plane? No, you just made it. They forgot one small thing. Have yourself. I have a terrible feeling. Did you lock up? Yeah. Do we set the timers on the lights? Mm hmm. What else could we be forgetting? Our troubles will be ours. Kevin! Ah! Home Alone. Home Alone turns 33 on this day in history. That's right. The uh, classic movie was released November 16th, 1990. Man, oh man, did I love that movie as a kid. It was awesome. I figure any boy like us, Spencer, loved it because it's booby traps and defending your house and most importantly, you're home alone. For fun. You can do whatever you want. Absolutely rad. Mix Uh, all the cereals. I don't care. It shot Macaulay Culkin into a level of stardom that kids that age probably shouldn't have. But yeah, 33 years old. Such a uh, classic. Emily, you're a lot younger than us. Is Was that a holiday classic for you, or did you just miss that boat? Uh, I can't. Um, yeah, we know your mom uh, doesn't like certain Christmas movies now. And right? you went to Catholic oh, yeah. school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Does uh, she hate this one? Mm, see, we never really watched this in my family, but a lot of my friends watched it. Uh, I had 
old parents compared to my friends. So you, you I got had an older brother. You I an should have brother. had an older yeah. brother. That's true. I got stuck with you instead. I know. Ooh. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, okay, this is a little more up your vein. Uh, 22 up years ago. <laughs> oh, no. I've never heard that. Ouch. I don't like hearing I, that. Hey, I don't want to hear it like again. Make like a tree and get out of here. Gross. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, 22 years ago, the first Harry Potter movie was released. Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. I know that was your bang, yes! Emily. Absolutely. Uh, uh, yes. And that's just sad because there's such little babies in that movie. And They're I was already, adorable. I was already an adult. In t- I was a man in 2001. I almost joined our army and went to Afghanistan before my grandfather thankfully talked me out of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 22 years. That is insane. And now it's when you Leviosa, look Leviosa, not Leviosa. But when you look at them as <laughs> actors and adults now, you're like, man, y'all were little babies. I they know. were children. On yeah, top of that, were. none of them were like really actors. They, no, they, they sucked. They learned. Oh, they did. God, that, the faces goodness. they made. Those early movies sucked ass. I mean, uh, they were kids. fun. They're but little yeah. British babies. But it was cute watching them grow up and learn how to act and, uh, and, yeah. and in front of your very eyes watching that. And, and now we love Daniel Radcliffe and everything he does. True. Plus, he's a good actor, and that music slapped too. Absolutely. Bum, 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 bum. Um, Same about the, uh, you know, stuff about the author, you know. Yeah. yeah well. That's another movie, though, that you can watch just like The Nightmare Before Christmas. You can watch Harry Potter during Halloween and during Christmas. Yeah, absolutely, because yeah. those are two big things. And for me, mm-hmm. it's always. The Harry Potter series are always one of our comfort go-to kind of Christmas movies. So is Lord of the Rings. You know, they're not really Christmassy, but those it's this time of year I watch these kind of old classic epics. Right. And didn't Lord of the Rings originally release in December? I can't recall. It was but. close. Uh, let's keep feeling older. This uh, I On this day in history, 1987, Lenny Kravitz married Lisa Bonet on her 20th birthday. Meaning she's fifty six years old. I didn't realize that. I don't want to say anything about a lady's age, but goddamn, she don't she don't look fifty six. Not that it may, you know what she is fifty six and proud of it. She's fine as hell though. Uh, man, is she, that sure, the do- sure. did they produce Zoe Kravitz? Oh, yes. Yeah. I just want to thank I know, them for right? that. Zoe Kravitz mm. is literally the hottest person on She's the earth. She's my cat woman. Uh, Lisa oh, Bonet yeah. is one of my oh, wow. early youth crushes. Like her, Kelly Kapowski. Mm, kapow, pow. This, this, uh, wow. this woman named Shay Marks, who was in my dad's one Playboy he had, had a crush. Like I had, uh, she was one of my my fistful of crushes. That's a fistful. weird way of saying it. That, that God, sounds bizarre. Were, don't. <laughs> Such beautiful people. And now she's with Jason Momoa. Did you know that? Not anymore. Not anymore. you got to pay attention to this stuff, Emily. I'm I'm sorry. Um, I don't keep up. Really, really old. On this day in history for you NBA fans, uh, Bill Russell set the NBA record for rebounds with 32 in the first half. Damn. Uh, Wilt Chamberlain, of course, still holds the current record at 55. Do you know what else, Emily, Wilt Chamberlain holds the record for? Mm -mm. Mm-mm. Most... um, Sexual encounters. Oh. Thousands. Thousands oh. during his playing. If you do the math, it, it adds <sighs> up to like three a day. So it can't be true. But maybe it is. Oh. It's a hell of a record. Gross. This is a squirt gun death match too dangerous for a company outing. Uh, that's my plan. That's my idea. So here at the office, we have something called Fun Fridays. And a few of us bitched about the Fun Fridays recently this year. Wait, wait, wait. A few of us? Who? A few of us? Okay, me. I did. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. I had fun on one of the Fridays. So they I are went fun to. because, like, one of the days we have, oh, I remember why I bitch like this. We do a poker day yeah. to where we have all kinds of casino games come in. We get X amount of chips. But then, like, people just kept leaving and giving their chips to whoever or okay, spreading okay. them around. Or they, it got way too that's, lax. That's and I'm like, I'm, it's over. And someone was like, hey, dude, you can just CJ, have my thousand over. chips. It's like, over. I don't want your thousand chips. I got to use what it's I have to win with, it back. CJ. It's over with. He's never going to uh, get over. But part of the, the fun of Fun Friday is getting out of the office. And everyone we did this year, we were at work. So they came to me recently. They're like, hey, if you have some ideas, let us know. Uh, we're going to start planning out some stuff to do next year. And I want to bring back something I did in uh, junior college, my real heyday, squirt gun death matches. My only thing is, is I don't know in a post 9-11 world if you can do this. Post-Columbine world if you can do this. Oh, no. what That whole sentence is terrifying. So The word deathmatch kind of worries me. Let yeah, me explain and it. And also adding Columbine well, and post-9-11. Yeah. Yeah, when, you Just, that in there. when you have a paranoid, scared, dangerous society, that's, and in Texas where you can 
literally kill someone on your street and then claim self-defense and only get manslaughter. A couple court cases okay. of that recently. What are you talking about Let's go this back death match thing? To a squirt gun death match. Yes. Here's the way it works. Everyone in the office that wants to play, uh, you put your name in a hat, and then there's someone who's kind of the administrator. They're like the neutral arbiter playing, and what they do is they draw the names in the hat and arrange all the names in a circle. So... The way it works with the three of us, if it was just us three playing, is I get an envelope that says I have to kill Emily. Uh, Emily what? has an envelope that says she has to kill Spencer. Nice. Spencer has an envelope that says he has to kill CJ. And the nice. way you quote unquote kill people is squirting them with the squirt gun or hitting them with the water balloon. It's got to be a squirt gun. It's got to be a water balloon. So it can't be if I run into you in the kitchen here at work. I can't squirt you with the... Uh, your dinger? No. <laughs> you, can't, you can't just tinkle on me, Spencer. Oh, man. Oh, I'm in like a pot of coffee so or something. That's, that's the way it kind of works. Um, and when I... If I kill Emily, I then get assigned to who she has to kill. And it basically, the circle goes until there's only two people left going after each other. Oh, you're not going to kill me. And the winner gets all the money. Now, there are... Money? Yeah, there's money in it. You didn't um, say there's going to be money of involved. Course there is. Of course, and, there's and watch. Money. He's going to expect us to put money into the pot to play the game. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, uh, or the company going to loan money. Mm. So there are certain rules, like uh, you cannot assassinate someone with the squirt gun in the office, the parking lot of the office, and the office are safe spaces. Uh, a church. Um, a I'm school, sure. well, <laughs> the classics place, the sanctuary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so places <laughs> like places, places like that she are can't safe. Show up when one of our coworkers is picking up Ooh. their kids and just yes, blast them right. In yeah, front yeah. Of their kids. What about bathrooms? Are bathrooms safe? Not in the mall. If you're out in the public, um, <laughs> I don't think shooting. Uh, squirt guns in the mall. Dude, I had a night a where I idea. was asleep and someone started crawling through the window of my house. I don't like that. That's I had to bad. Ha- I don't want this game. But see, that's what I'm saying is we played this. W- and also, this was a college group of close-knit friends, like 20, 30 of us. So, it wasn't, so you knew where everyone lived and everyone's kind of habits. So it wasn't as hard to find people. The coworkers might be difficult. And the other thing that makes it difficult is if you're sneaking in a bush with a super soaker... Someone's neighbor might shoot you. Yeah. Like, you can't just... But it was fun because we would have little... We would... Like, I remember one night we were at a dance club and someone, like, just pulls out this glowing squirt gun and I'm with my friend and then she shoots him and we were so mystified that she found where we were hanging out and then another time I was in the trunk of a car listening to a Texas basketball game and I had a super soaker and the trunk was closed and we were at like a store and I knew this dude was at the store and he was getting off at 10 so I wait out by his car and he's got buddies like scouting for him so when he finally walks to his car I pop up out of the trunk and just soak him I mean it was awesome Is that serious? Yes because there was a lot of money on the line, and you had to win. So how is this going to apply to a fun Friday a day? Because you have a weekend or a day to do it. What? And if weekend? you don't kill your target within 20 minutes or an hour or whatever, then you die. I don't know. Point <laughs> being. <laughs> uh, say, normally on fun Fridays, we hang out and play some sort of games and drink. And, or and like so, so lot, they so, give so us lot. pizza or right. something. Yeah. Scratch that idea. Let me edit it. Better idea. It's an all-out capture-the-flag game, but what we do is there's a giant hill. There's a giant hill, and then you get a 100-foot-by-100-foot tarp over the hill. You soak it in water and Johnson's baby shampoo, and each team, you have to make it up the hill. But you're slipping. You're slipping and sliding. You have water balloons and squirt guns as your weapons. If you get hit, you have to spawn back at the flag. So it's capture-the-flag, but you have to climb this hill with a tarp. Okay. What? We're not all like 10-year-old boys here in the office, dude. Get ready. Am I just setting up something I want to win? Yes. Okay. You're not going to win, though. Oh, we'll see. We'll see, Emily. We'll see. Holidays are upon us. What to watch, part one. It's Santa Dad. Matt Bearden returns to us here on The Parent Pickup. I feel like we're headed into a weekend that's really the beginning of holidays, the holidays right? Absolutely. Because you're getting everything ready for Thanksgiving, then it's going to be all family and Thanksgiving, and then it's the it's the the downhill slide into the end of the year festivities, uh, the different religious holidays, uh, New Year, all that. So uh, I went and I looked and I found uh, so what somebody is calling the definitive guide, top 25 holiday movies ever. Um, most of them are family friendly, um, or at least 
family-friendly-ish. Does that make sense? Okay, good. Because okay. if yeah. you were going to say Love Actually, I was going to fight you. That's in this list. I'm not going to it's read a it. Garbage movie. It's top 25. I figured I would share seven today, seven or eight tomorrow. Okay, good. And we'll highlight a couple that will get left out. Like one of them is at number 25, and I think it's an incredible movie, and I don't like that it's at 25. I think mainly because it's a Thanksgiving movie, so it got kind of tossed out. But Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Oh, yeah. It's that's from a, a long time ago. Movie? Yeah. Yeah. That's that. the whole thing. And and then, because he, at the end, spoiler alert, oh. he, has, uh, he gets invited to Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Why? You really did spoil it. Uh, John if you Candy, haven't seen that movie, it's your problem. I think I, I John Candy's been dead longer than he was alive now, I think, yeah. or something. It's an older movie. It's from 87. It's a good movie. Still makes me laugh. Um, some of the scenes aren't great for kids. There's some cursing, whatever, but they're funny. Like the one where they, this the, the famous scene about I got my hand in between two pillows. Those aren't pillows. Uh, I won't tell you what that's about, but there's stuff that makes kids laugh. John Candy is, is uh, he was brilliant, and we miss him. But, man, he had some heart. And this movie, the reason I don't like, I do, but I don't like watching it because it has, it has some emotional depth to it. That makes me feel weird, and sometimes I just want slapstick John Candy action, but it's it's a good one. I get you. Uh, another one that was outside of the top ten, but I think should be recognized, and it's pretty funny as well, uh, Adam Sandler's animated Hanukkah movie, Eight Crazy Nights. Have you guys ever seen Eight Crazy Nights? I think I watched yeah. it once. It's PG-13, so it's close enough for the kiddos, right, I assume? so. Yeah, it has a really terrible... Rotten Tomatoes score. Um, I, it, it, I think people sometimes forget on Rotten Tomatoes that sometimes a kid's movie is for kids. You have to look at it through a kid's... Not a, not a no, the Austin not, Chronicle film critic. Yeah, right, exactly. Not through that lens. Um, and it's animated too, right? It's animated. That's the whole point. And it's all the stuff that drives you crazy about Adam Sandler is because you matured and grew up, and Adam never did. But you got to remember, kids love stupid voices and noises. Love, yes, yeah, and noises and all that stuff. So I, I definitely wanted that one on there as well. Now we'll move into some other stuff. At number thirteen, this came out in twenty twenty, and I loved it. It's a Christmas movie. It's called Jingle Jangle. Anybody familiar with Jingle Jangle? I am not. not. Okay, it came out on Netflix. Uh, Keegan Michael Key, it, Key is in it, and um, it is really, really good. I think it's like a so, new holiday classic. So this isn't the Kurt Russell Santa one, is it? I no, think that's that was a uh, I think Christmas one. Chronicles okay, from okay. 2018. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for the that's right. I just said I mean, that out loud. Well, you tell her as a wife and kids <laughs> yeah, in the exactly. room. Uh, Jingle Jangle, e, A Christmas Story. It's on Netflix. Like I said, it came out that it came out that year that was the first COVID year, and I think it got lost in that because we weren't all seeing each other. Because we were watching Tiger King. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Tiger King Christmas. It's really, really good, and I think people should definitely check it out. And, of course, uh, also sometimes a Christmas movie, what have you. The Nightmare Before Christmas. Yay! People like it. Kids like it. It's animated. It's weird. It's goofy. And it certainly is not schmaltzy like so many Christmas we, movies We can watched be. it recently, and my only... I liked it. I always remember liking it, but my only comment to my fiance is, uh, they do a lot of singing in this, don't they? And she's like, yeah, it's, it's a, a musical. cartoon musical. And I'm like, oh. Okay. Oh. Uh, but still good. Last one I'm going to give you today. Uh, this is at number 10, and then tomorrow when you listen back in, I'll give you some highlights from the top 10. But at number 10 on this particular list is Ghostbusters 2, which I'm going to be honest with you, overall, not a great movie. No. Oh, but, man, that was with Vigo the Carpathian. Right, but it is kind of fun. I think you're, I think kids like it because you're like, oh, this is not... It's not one of those message, like really good, wholesome messages. It's goofy. doesn't really make sense. It is a little older. It's kind of dated, I'll be honest with you. But uh, I, I still wanted to mention it anyway. Ghostbusters 2. Tomorrow, I'll give you the highlights of the top of If prank phone calls had a mascot, you'd find him right here. It's the CJ Morgan Show on 101X. Austin's most iconic drinks. You look fat as I'm getting very concerned with the integrity of our organization here. CJ. You have gained, I mean, 50 pounds of fat. The man is carrying around trash bags filled with Mexican foods. CJ is fat! CJ's fat isn't just about eating, it's about drinking. And Eater Austin has a list of uh, the 15 most iconic drinks in Austin. I'm going to see if we agree or disagree. Starting with the one all the tourists and basic bees talk about. The purple margaritas at Baby A's. Woo! What so do you mean strong. the tourists? So st- 
tough that you can only get served two. To me, the only serving two is more of a marketing gimmick than a real thing. I don't know. Look, man, not everyone achieved your level of alcoholism while they've been well, there drinking. You know what they should. So, no offense to you. Uh, but. <laughs> so the, the drink is allegedly made with Everclear, and I've stated that it's illegal to do that. I don't know if that's true. It's not true because it is made with Everclear. Okay, so that that was my thing. How is do you know? I wasn't, when I was bartending, I really remember or thought there was some rule in Texas with the proofs of stuff you can serve, but that might have changed. Like, I know we had drinks with Bacardi 151 and 99 Bananas, so I'm, I'm not sure, but whatever. It's an iconic drink, and you know what? If someone's coming to Austin or going, it's fun to get that drink, so I'm going to stop crapping on the purple margarita. I like it's it. okay. I will crap on this next one. <gasps> A Lone Star at the Silver Medal. We love the Silver Medal. Matt introduced me to it when it was just a brand new little baby spanking bard that did burgers next to his house. I it. It's a good little joint. Now it's too popular. So I hate it. No, I agree. Uh, I don't actually, hate it. I just used to love walking in there and it was like one guy he like turns and looks at you. <laughs> and it's not the bartender because he's in the kitchen. And now it's a bunch of dudes in black t-shirts with gold chains and mullets and long dangling cross earrings. I'm like, oh, cool. I just... Walked into the set of an 80s hipster movie. That's right, baby. Uh, but the, <laughs> my only problem with the Lone Star at the Silver Medal is like... You get a Lone Star anywhere, no offense. Well, it's also yeah. not iconic. And yeah. Silver Medal hasn't been around long enough to be considered iconic. Will it someday? I really hope so. I really like that place. But you can't call something from a bar. That's so Austin to call something that just now became popular and is still fairly new to call it iconic. Like, that's lame. Yeah, me. I agree. Also, every time I think of a Lone Star, I just think of those dingy background, like backyard shows. Hell yeah! When mm. I was in college, hell yeah! And man. all of the the douchebags that Maybe. were like in bands, or they were wearing their Doc Martens and just standing with their their arms crossed. crossed. And they have holding the holding the one yeah, beer, the one Lone Star, and then they just crush it with their feet and leave it on the on the lawn. Not me. I was holding two. And I would usually go to the trash can. Uh, my iconic kind of drink like this was uh, there was a bar called Holy Mountain back in the day that was on Red River. Or not Red River. It was on like 7th or 8th. Point being, it was in that area. A lot of cool, good concerts, smaller bar. They had the uh, Ski Pass, which was a Coors Original, a 16-ounce, and a shot of uh, usually like some kind of whiskey or something. And it was 5 bucks. And then the Black Heart, which used to be on Rainy, which was very similar, kind of a cool band vibe bar being in the middle of rainy street they had another similar thing it was five bucks for a 16 ounce beer and a shot and i love those to me that was iconic give it to me those are great um anyhow let's continue chugging along our list of iconic (laughs) drinks that's a knee slapper uh here in the austin texas area the mad dog margarita at texas chili parlor ah never tried it never tried it actually really it's in a song um yeah it is yeah that's that's kind of i mean if if you're in a classic texas country song absolutely this one's really austin old school in fact uh my friend's father rest in peace jim who owned barton spring saloon used to bartend at cedar door and claimed he was the one that brought this recipe but the mexican martini at Cedar Door. It's a potent, it's strong, it's delicious. Um, it was uh, apparently invented, again, by Jim Lamond at Cedar Door back in the 80s, but the Mexican martini is definitely one of those classics and things that you uh, sort of hear about quite often. Yellow Jacket Social Club, another uh, fun, yes. good Sunday hipster hang. Uh, the Bloody Mary there has become quite legendary because again it's a sunday hang it's yeah. where you go yeah we when love you're hungover bloody marys are delicious because it's an alcoholic meal. food alcoholic meal yeah. yes delicious and it's it's healthy uh the amount of sodium <laughs> sure. it's, it's perfect it's delicious uh, the original avocado margarita in austin i remember having an avocado margarita at a bar off south first I but don't like it cura's grill Curra's up in Travis Heights is the home to the original Austin avocado margarita. Um, and I just, I, I don't understand. You don't need to put avocados in everything, sure. in my opinion. It's not bad, but I can do one. And it's good if you're eating salty chips and things like that, but yeah. one. In fact, my rule with margaritas, Mexican martinis, which I love. I used to love making those too. Uh, just one. I can't do more than one margarita. It's just too sour. It's too sugary. It's whatever. Uh, and, and I feel like with those, I'm fine. Uh, last but not least, 
Maddie's at Green Pastures has the milk punch, um, and I like a good early morning milk punch. What's a it's, milk punch? It's like cognac and rum, and it's it's kind of it's, it's like it's, a milkshake. Huh. It's sweet vanilla cream. Man. Yeah, yeah, it's. It's good, and it reminds me kind of of the Puerto Rican drink, uh, not horchata, but the Puerto Rican one that Rosa makes for the holidays, where it's sweet but Coquito. rummy and boozy. Oh, yeah. Oh, love it. There yeah. you go. You can find the full mm. list of Austin's iconic drinks at austin.eater.com. Sports bet action kicking up into high gear as the season nears an end. Matt Bearden just got to 500. Emily has been on a devastating Winless streak. Spencer mm. and CJ just kind of chilling like we always do. You want to fist bump at me? We just chilled me. Uh, we do what that. I, what I do? Anyhow, who's going to get a raise at the end of the year? And the me? end of the year is approaching fast. Heck yeah. CJ. That's why we're doing the sports betting. Me? I hope so, buddy. Uh, also, off air, we are having a uh, a mid-season tournament like the NBA. We are playing a game involving beer pong, eating peanut butter bread, and tic-tac-toe. Emily, yesterday... My bit was kind of doing, making up a name every time. Emily has come up with the name for this bit we're doing. Emily, will you tell the gang what you came up with yesterday? Ah, yes. Yeah. I came up with a name. T-t-t-t. Finally. Tic-tac toast. Finally. Tic-tac toast. Get it? Except it's, it's not toasted. But it's, it has yeah, peanut butter. But it's alliteration. Yeah. It's, it's easy to say. It's perfect. toe, peanut, butter, tongue. Yeah, the thing you said that made no sense. <laughs> now this is like, oh. Tic-tac toast. Tic-tac toast. You can say it really fun, and it's, yeah. it's, it's really fun fast. So we're having a mid-season tic-tac toast uh, tournament for our social media at CJ Morgan Show. Uh, Spinny and CJ both uh, up with a win. Oh, boy. Two Two points added to their overall score. Matt and Emily both with a loss. Uh, Emily, you weren't nearly as bad as I was. I was I was really horrendous at Tic Tac Toast. Which is which is weird because Matt Matt figured out a strategy. It's like so basically this is beer pong where you have to land a ping pong ball on a piece of toast and then ride an X or an O there. Matt's strategy is to slowly bounce the ball. And what you've noticed is when the ball touches the bread in any way, the peanut butter just sucks it. It sticks. It's, it's almost like there's some uh, some kind of static electricity. Matt's tactic just wasn't working, but will that change? The two winners, the two winless taking each other on. But first, let's recap what we're doing now. Our midweek sports bets didn't quite go as anyone might have planned. Oh. Uh, Monday night football, Bills and Broncos or seven. All of us picking the Bills and losing, except for Emily. She went with the ponies. Emily's first oh. win in a month. Oh. Yeah. Yay. Congrats, Emily. Not I only did ponies. the Bills not win, the Bills fired <laughs> their, their coach immediately yeah. after the game. So nice. yeah. we were way off. It was, uh, it was not pretty. Uh, San Antonio Spurs taking on OKC. Uh, Wimby and the Spurs went down. Matt Spency picking the Spurs. Emily CJ picking OKC. Emily's second win in the last month. Oh, my God. You needed this. You you I sunk. Needed, uh-huh. I needed. I thought the lows. Spurs won that match. Uh, OKC won that match. Wow. Yeah. Are we fact-checking this? No, 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 no. no. I, I, I really oh thought I was God. coming in here with one I just checked so. the score. Yeah, they, they got really, really beat. <laughs> yeah. Um, but don't 40 worry. 40 points. Uh, Matt, CJ, Almost. Spinney, all of us picking my Dallas Mavericks. They are uh, one of the top teams in the NBA right now, taking on the lowly New Orleans Pelicans and getting blown out by 20 points. Emily, 3-0. Oh! No way. No wow. way. No way. Three wins. Thank God. First time this season I'm going 3-0. and oh. I'm safe, everybody. Uh, congratulations, Emily. And you did that by choosing the underdog all three times. Every single one. She did. did I, yeah, because when I chose all of these, all three of you went, mm, okay. Oh, yeah, we thought you I were guess dumb. you had to get the punishment Plinko ready for her. Hmm. Got to get it ready. Emily's going to have to eat an onion that we've thrown at our butts before she ate them. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, Emily, congrats. That moves Emily up to 16 and 23 for the year, so she is within striking distance oh. of the pack. Uh, We're going to have some more bets on sports, and we're going to talk Longhorn football when we return. All right, this weekend we got some sporting matches coming up, and we got to talk first about Longhorn football. Uh, Unfortunately, it looks like uh, Texas's top rusher, damn good kid, uh, Jonathan Brooks, tore his ACL, MCL. How would it affect a team that has, according to you, no run game. Well, they're home run hitters is what I say. They've got a run game. He's got almost 100 yards every game. Wait, this really seems to have changed since... Well, it hasn't oh, changed. okay, okay, yeah, sure. My 
my thought process is this. You hurt him. They either... He hesitated. <laughs> the thing... The, sure. When they, <laughs> I hurt a little. Yeah, Why? You hurt him. Because you were wrong kind of initially? Or uh, what, what no, you? I don't think I was wrong. I said they're a home run hitting team. That means the the running back, whichever it is... Worst thing ever won home runs. The, but the problem with the home run hitters are they strike out a lot, too. You either hit a lot of home runs or a lot of strikeouts. And my point with this is, yeah, they'll get 15, 20, 60-yard runs. Thank God But it's when fun. it's fourth and two, fourth and three, third and three, fourth and goal line, they can't get the yards that matter. That's more important to me than breaking off a 30-yard run. Is That's why they lost to OU. Twice they got stopped in fourth and goal. A, a team with a good run game, that's key. That's number one. You don't. You can get short yardage situations. They can't do. They. There were also two times recently where they could have in the game and run okay, out wait. the clock if, if I just they say, got okay, thirty yards. If I just say, okay, you're right. Can we move on? No. Okay, you're right. Because <laughs> why not? Because <laughs> you are right. Anyhow. Yeah. With the run game and offensive line and running backs they have, I, I, it's a huge bummer. He's out. I feel bad for him. The good news, if you want to look at the bright side, is he probably won't go to the NFL and will return next season. He is clearly a gifted running back. I think a lot of that's the O-line and play calling and our receivers on edge. But he he's smart. He takes a look before he goes to the offensive line, picks where he's going to go. Sometimes that's a pain in the ass, but that's allowed him to break off a lot of these runs. Uh, the other good thing is we have uh, two, one highly touted Running, we have two good running backs uh, that are going to fill in, and I think we'll be okay. But let's start with that first bet: Texas traveling to Ames, taking on Iowa State. Iowa State is a seven and a half point dog. I'm no longer going to say this is the week. I think Texas shows us who they are offensively and beats it. I think this is the week that old lady luck runs out on Texas and their dilly dallying BS can't get a fourth and three, can't on third and three get a first down to end again. I think it catches up with them this week. Um, they're already not going to make the college football playoffs. Um, there's six teams ahead of them that even if some of those six lost, I don't think the way it magically works, they would get in. But I think that doesn't matter. I think they lose this week. I'm picking Iowa State. Matt, what is... Oh, Emily, let's start with you. Oh, okay. uh, what, do you what do you have to say about their season? Don't upset them. It's, you know, everybody wins and loses some days. Thank, thank you, yeah. Emily. That's, that's true. That's very true. I'm trying. That's absolute. That's what they're doing. Um, those people. Who, who, who are they? Iowa State and the points. Yeah, of course. I knew what I was talking Which about. Which means Texas yeah. could still win. Mm-hmm. It's just if Iowa scores more than, or if they're close, the score differential is less than seven and a half. I'm going to go with Longhorns. Oh, hook them, I guess. Hook them, I guess. Those people. Uh, do you think the running game would be improved by like having like a giant back, like a super fat guy who could get the one yard when they needed it? Maybe, yeah. Have you ever thought about volunteering? Yeah. Uh, I'm a little too well, old. Into that my one. knees are yeah, yeah. after him on that one. Uh, I, you know what's going to make you mad? Uh, this is the game where, because they're going to be relying so much more heavily on the passing game, they're actually going to come out and win. So and I, I'm going horns. Non-stop, fast-paced offense. Yeah. Matt picking the horns. Spinny, what do you think? Uh, I mean, you're just going to think that I probably copy Matt, but I'm going to go with the Longhorns. Spencer copies Matt again, but <laughs> we're not going to do that. We're going to start with Spinny this time. Who's, no! Who scores more points in fantasy this week? Uh, CJ's a consistent team. Emily will score a ton one week and then none the next week. It's all based on the Cowboys, who she has. Cowboys are playing a very bad Carolina team. I will give you that. Who scores more points in fantasy, Spencer, Emily or CJ? Oh, I'm going to have to go with Emily on this one. Emily. Really? It's a smart bet because, again, the Cowboys are playing Carolina. You're playing tricks. I'm not. You're playing Uh, tricks. Probably, I don't know. CJ. CJ. Emily. Yourself or me? Absolutely myself. Okay. Why would I choose you? Uh, I'm going to pick myself, too. Yeah, see? Mm -hmm. I knew Um, it. There we go. Uh, Last bet for Euro qualifying. This is crazy. Uh, We're we're breaking up some weird thing about Baron Mushenshausen. Let's travel to the Balkans and old Yugoslavia for this battle. What's this? Uh, Win, loss, or draw. Tell me. Win, loss, or draw. Bosnia and Herzegovina against Slovakia. Emily, who you got? (laughs) Bosnia, Herzegovina. Slovakia. Are there three choices or two? Win, loss, or draw. Uh, We're going to go with a win. For 
Bosnia one of, one of and Herzegovina. <laughs> she believes that one of the teams will win. I believe one of them will win and one will lose. Bosnia and Herzegovina or Slovakia? Uh... Bosnia, Herzegovina, okay. however you said it, that's uh, that's the Matt, that's the one. Straw, I don't Bosnia, know if Slovakia. I can uh, root root for the former Yugos, and I don't know if I can root for the former Czechs. So let's just go with a draw. A draw right here. Uh, Spinny, Bosnia Herzegovina um, or Slovakia. I'm just gonna go ahead and go with Slovakia. It is weird that they made Czechoslovakia one country when it was like two different. You know, pretty Slovakia. much Yeah, it sounds like a sexy word. Uh, I'll go with Bosnia. All right, Matt, with the draw, we got that. We'll see how our sports bet pans out next week and who gets punished. Gather your nine. It's time for Emily to watch Lord of the Rings. That is the wrong sound effect. Here we go. And now it's time for the nerd report. I just wanted to say that, that I'm a nerd. Yeah. I've had it. Enough is enough. I am going on a quest, and that quest is quite simple. The quest is to end Emily's not having watched Lord of the Rings. Oh, Um, no. I also don't trust her friends with such an important task. I think they will uh, succumb to evil. Yeah, I And make her watch the entire extended versions. I've also had multiple boyfriends, at least three, Try to get me to watch Lord of the Rings too. So, are you are you going to take my Lord of the Rings virginity? Uh, yes, that's a, a, exactly what I want to do. Here's okay. the, here's the deal, Emily. Um, you got to watch it in theaters. Uh, you got to see it on the big screen. Do you? Do be- I? Yeah, because you're gonna be you're gonna be goofing around if you're not uh, the way because it's boring. No, you're not convincing yes. me. Listen, you're gonna like it. Okay, it's got whimsical fantasy. There's lots of moments where there's just people talking and naming names. You the, like dialogue? The way Game of Thrones <laughs> made it work you is like, they usually put all this lore and stuff in a room full of boobies. So you're like still watching, just like oh, no but boobies. boobies. Wow. But Emily, lots of that? lots of feet. How about lots the of hobbit feet? I know mm. you got a foot thing, I so you'll see plenty of that. Definitely don't have a foot thing. Um, also, <laughs> you, you like Harry Potter? They make crap up. And, and dumb words in Harry Potter. It's sure, just but like Harry this. Potter was like fun and you didn't have to think a lot and it was just a bunch of kids that were waving their wands and going to eat like, I don't know, chocolate frogs and pesky's pansies. What do you and- think hobbits are? They're just kids. I thought they were They're adults. They're 40-year-old kids. Seriously, they have like 18 meals a day. They sing all the time. They don't oh. like adventuring. They just want to chill at home. They're, they're Emily. <laughs> they're not- Emily is a <laughs> hobbit. That's why I think she's absolutely going to love doing this. But I yeah. actually do think you will love the hobbits, Emily, but I don't know if that's the same reason. But I have an idea. Okay, um, pitch the, it. The first and most important thing is we're not going to watch the extended edition. There's a reason they cut that crap out. You don't need to do it. But what I want to do is work with a movie theater in town, and I texted my buddy that works at Alamo, and I know that the the movie, the production companies have rules and dumb stuff, but I want to do a show event where we get a theater sometime during the day and or whatever, and we have a Lord of the Rings quote-along, oh. and Emily quote-along. has the center seat, and I'll be right behind her to help her with stuff and to make sure she's paying attention behind during certain parts. Me, not by me, but behind Well, because I need to poke you and be like, Emily, watch this. <laughs> and if you get up to go to the bathroom, I'll be like, oh, da, da, not yet, not yet. But how is her first experience not going to be an eye-rolling one when she's in a room full of dudes just quoting? Because it'll be ladies, too, because I'm going to hire strippers. You're going to have so, to uh, not gonna do give that, them scripts to, to just, know when to, to quote things. Just listen to this idea. Uh, oh, man, don't even with me there. I met a, a, a exotic dancer in Las Vegas that had uh, Elvish tattooed on her and had like, it was pretty great. It was great. So this is going to be like the Rocky Horror Picture Show, but... Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yes, we're going to dress up also. Oh, oh. okay. So how can I dress up if I've never seen it? I'll be just bare Emily, feet. That's I'm fine. If you just bare hobbit feet, yeah, take those feet out. Emily's big, hairy, dirty feet <laughs> and her shortness. Can no, we have a perfect. foot camera? So on the side of the screen, it's just a video of my hobbit feet, like in live action. <laughs> it reacting. shows every time hobbits are on screen, yeah, your yeah. feet are all excited. Yeah, they're all like, the toes are just wiggling around. Whenever, uh, oh, and you'll see him like curl and get excited. Or scared. Whenever Liv Tyler's on screen, or yeah, like scared and jumpy, or 
if she's tapping people yeah, around her. I don't like this idea. Okay, it's not going to be a sexy Lord of the Rings, but I'm thinking like, yeah, it's we get a theater, we have listeners involved, people who are fans, and we uh, there will be a quarantine around Emily. I don't want anyone else but me talking to her I have to uh, during the film. Low. Well, you can bring a friend, but I'm going to be behind you. I just don't want a bunch of listeners to be like, Emily, watch this part. I'm going to bring somebody to make out with the whole time. And that too. <laughs> I love it. That's but, what that movie's good for. It's yeah. three hours long. The, the oh. most important thing is dressing yeah. up. Not kissing. It's dressing up and doing some quotes here and there. But mm-hmm. I think I, I've decided oh, I know you have I'm, to watch it in the theater. Luke, I am your father. You, We're not doing that Ren Fair crap where you dress like a cowboy uh-huh. at a medieval thing. You've got to dress. Uh, you got to be period appropriate or you can't come in. Oh. I will not let you. <laughs> wow. Okay. What's your favorite uh, Lord of the Rings quote? Winter's coming. That's listen, man. Winter is coming. If y'all want to piss me off, you're doing a good job at it. All right, Emily. Yes. What I'm saying is, we do a fun radio station event Mm -hmm. at a nice theater, maybe like Alamo Draft House or Violet Crown or Flicks Brew House. So you have the theater experience. You can get food and drinks. And then we watch the movie, the shorter version. But if you see it in theaters, I think you would like it more than watching it at someone's house. Because if you're at someone's house, you'd be like, oh, i got to go to the bathroom. Or you're texting on your phone. Or you're not paying attention. And I want you to pay attention to how much you'll like this movie. But that's a lot of pressure. I'm yeah. going to be sitting there and everybody's going to be staring at me. And, and what, well, if we'll face you. what if CJ, I don't like it? In if my you life, don't like I'm, it, that's okay. You've got to learn that you, people can't enjoy the things that you like in the exact same way. But I think she because will, Because I've tried doing that with a video game series and things. I've tried doing that with movies. And you just get frustrated sitting that's, there on a couch, looking over at your friend. You're like, this good part's coming that's up. That's why I'm sitting behind her. Phone. That's yeah. why I'm behind her yeah. at the theater so I don't get too distracted but with her not paying attention. You can't police someone's method of enjoying I'm something. A, I'm Unless you're Alamo Drafthouse, that's I, fine. I'm yeah. going to have a wand and like I'll poke her if she falls asleep. Oh, oh, man. And if she tries to go to the bathroom, I'll block her way and go, you shall not pop! This does not sound fun. <laughs> it will be fun, Emily. <laughs> uh, we'll see. Okay. Funny, random, weird. The CJ Morgan Show, 101X. Let's get those headlines out of the way. Taking a look at some local Austin news. First and foremost, the funeral procession for senior police officer Jorge Pastor, who died in a SWAT shooting last Saturday, will be happening tomorrow morning. It's going to begin at Mopac Service Road at FM 2222 at 7 a.m. and finish at the Weed Corley Fish Funeral Home at 8 a.m. So keep in mind, you can check at KXAN.com for the full procession. Keep in mind that uh, you will need to not be an a-hole in traffic and things will be backed up and things will be a little different between 7 and 8 a.m while they are doing the funeral procession for this. In other news, in Austin, great news! Our uh, our big jury crazy trial week has ended. Uh, Yesterday's ended in a hung jury. Today's ends in Caitlin Armstrong being found guilty of murder. If you'll recall, this was the uh, crazy cycling love triangle sort of case. When did this one happen again? That was... It's been over the last year, and uh, a lot of... I didn't know so many national news outlets were covering this, but apparently, like, my family were texting me about it as though I was a part of it. Like, anytime something happens in Austin, oh, they assume that I'm in the mix of it. I'm like, I'm <laughs> you, not. You're right. You're on, you're on the case. You're <laughs> not, yeah, yeah. Well informed I, I'm investigating. I mean, it was pretty hilarious when she escaped during, uh, she had to have a medical procedure or something or went to visit a doctor. I don't know, but she was running away from. The, the jailers at that time. Right. It's just like, yeah. it's insane. She's like, I'm not guilty, except I've been fleeing the entire well, she time. Was, uh, she was found guilty. Yeah. Uh, the jury found Kaylin Armstrong guilty of murder. And in uh, more exciting, less serious news, where to go get your pick with Santa Claus? Wow. Get Here it done early. Claus. Here comes Santa Claus. Or your kids will be upset. Uh, Barton Creek Mall. I know for sure there's one there. Yeah, Barton Creek's Square. Actually, Santa's already here, kids. He arrived November 9th at Barton Creek Square. Um, and it says there's pajama days every Tuesday from 2 to 7 p.m. Pet photos on November 26th and December 10th. And then a, a caring Santa for children with special needs, which you have to reserve on December 3rd. You can also go to the Domain, the Long Center, Round Rock Premium Outlets, Hill Country Galleria, Beautifest, etc., etc. Um, and I 
have a problem. That's a lot of Santas. With with mall Santas. Why? What did they do to you? Yeah. They traumatized me what as did a they child. Do? Was it a bad Santa situation where he no. took you under his wing? And- I was just always the kid that cried during the Santa photos, during the Easter bunny photos, anything. What, were you terrified of like a stranger I or think a, someone in I a costume? I didn't trust the people in the costumes okay. as a child. Like well, I, you, I just you, didn't like it. You did go to Catholic school, so not trusting those sort of authorities makes sense. Sure, sure. Big but idiot, even today. Superstitious, fake people in costumes. Even today, though, I won't step anywhere near it. So. I was never I can't remember if I liked it or not. It's so weird. I, yeah. I can't recall. I didn't really, I didn't care to do it. To me, it was waiting in line at the mall. I think and to I was me, like, there's no candy. There's just a, like, yeah, I, I didn't yeah, want to yeah. do it. I was like, why? Yeah. What's the point? And it's, I don't know. It's, it's my, fun. It's cute whenever you can get a good picture or the funny pictures. I like on the internet all the of those. The terrified ones. Or the ones where uh, it's the, the emo kids that go and hang out with Santa. And they'll That's sit on fun. his lap. Yeah. And yeah. get those like Mervin style like <laughs> photos. Yeah. 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 Those the Mervins. Are, Jesus. Those last are really thing, good. I, I don't get the kids that want to do this because the last thing I want to do is be shopping with my parents. It's so boring and takes forever. Plus, my dad was one of those guys that would drag me out to the radio station events. Yeah. So I already had like a hatred of going and meeting people, meeting losers. Yeah. I wonder if I was just like, because my parents would take us trick or treating at the mall. So maybe there's some part of me that's like, I don't know if I want to be in the mall anymore. Yeah. But I'm also just a socially awkward young boy. Now, I mean, so it does, being at the mall was awkward for me. It does make me happy that people still want to take their kids to the mall. Because these days you could just get everything on Amazon. Who goes? I don't. I don't know if kids linger around the mall anymore. They let do, alone they mess do. with mall Santa. And you now for this? your for your mall report, here's Spencer. <laughs> Spencer, are teens still lingering around the mall? I don't know. Okay, I Spencer don't know where I am. Know. I have no idea where I am. I'm scared. Uh, more important question, Spencer. You've uh, you've got a Santa posture. You're tall. You got a big gray beard and a little bit of a tum. Have you ever thought? Of, and you've got a big fat butt for sitting all day. Yeah. Have you ever thought about being a Santa? I have, but I, I don't really enjoy the company of children. You could be a sexy Santa, so it's not for children. Yeah, you could do it at a gentleman's club for a, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, I don't know if you know this. I don't really enjoy the company. <laughs> Of human beings. Oh, okay. Well, but Santa. like you like attention. We all like attention. Sure, but I don't want it Through on my the lap. Filter of the radio, though. Oh, all right. Well, I see. I'm sorry, Spencer. Uh, no Santa for you. Yeah. Not getting the Christmas gifts you want. Maybe it's time to put it in a presentation. And now it's time for Emily's social cues. It's social cues, and that is the trend. Began last year when a kid went viral for making an actual PowerPoint presentation to display to his parents what he wanted for Christmas, and now it's popping up on TikTok. And gang, I want us to do this. I would love to do this. We each are going to make a PowerPoint um, at the, after Thanksgiving. Okay. So work on it during the holiday break, and I want us to present each other a PowerPoint of what gifts we want and why we should get them. Because <laughs> it sounds fun. This is sure. awesome. I really like this trend because as somebody that grew up doing public speaking as a kid, that's the only reason why I got this job is because I have the confidence. And encouraging your kids to be creative, create PowerPoint presentations, then you can make it a yearly thing. Every year, you and your kids can sit and down and, yeah, and present it to, and, and maybe make it like a debate team sort of thing. There's a, there's a lot of creativity that goes into it. Back in the day, some coworkers and I, we used to do inappropriate PowerPoints where we would make really messed up, yeah. politically incorrect PowerPoints and present them to each other. Okay. <laughs> this isn't going to be that. As a matter of fact, I got a little clip of uh, a few people doing this online. This year, I put together this entire presentation to tell you guys what I want specifically. Here's some things that you guys should keep in mind when deciding what kind of gifting you guys can provide for me this year. Okay, so obviously, this is my Christmas list. I want Nike Downs from Hibbit. Oh, that's $70. That's $100. See, it just sounds like a great idea and a fun thing to do. No, that sounds like an absolutely amazing fun thing to do. And if you're like, wow, I want to do this, but I'm a 32-year-old man or woman, that's okay. What I suggest and what I used to do is my friends and I would create PowerPoint nights where we would get drunk and then we'd present random PowerPoints. That's rad. Yeah. My PowerPoint nice. presentation. We need to buy stock in Microsoft now. We really should. My PowerPoint presentation was a very, very detailed PowerPoint about what songs I believe should have been sung by Crazy Frog, but surprisingly they were not sung by Crazy Frog. Okay. 
So, so y'all each have like a certain amount of time. You go into a corner with a laptop and then... It was, it's kind of like a, hey, PowerPoint night is going to be this specific day, so just prepare So it have ahead. your PowerPoint ready. Yeah, and That's it's great. whatever subject you want. One time my friends, uh, one time my friend Kate, she made a PowerPoint of what every single person in our friend group would be if we were a character in Twilight. Yeah. So they picked <laughs> every character in Twilight and they assigned okay. people and was like... Emily would be this person in Twilight because blah, blah, blah. It's like a breakdown. Almost yeah, like it's a, a science project at school. It's yes. Like, <laughs> on who would be this what? is so rad because I would do these in high school. We would do them for fun, too. But then I remember when I had a class where we were learning PowerPoint. Dude. I was a freaking wizard at it. I was oh, better yeah, than the too. teacher and I was helping friends. And it was because I would make PowerPoints for fun yeah. to make people laugh. Yeah. Uh, back before then, it was a program called HyperCard where I'd do the same thing, but I'd kind of make games like uh, like those choose-your-own-path books and oh, whatnot. So. Right, right, right. So it's like if you choose option A, you go to slide three or something. Yeah. Option B. And what makes it great, too, is when you, uh, I think my final PowerPoint for this class, because I was really good at it, and, and so I purposely made a bad one, but it was funny, and it worked like it was gradients out the ass, and... Did you ever uh, put I music in the background? So many- yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of course, I would use the advanced techniques of adding musics and sounds, or embed a, a video, and so when yes. you get to the slide, the video would automatically play, and you wouldn't have to click it. It would be. I would do ones yeah. where I talk to myself. Yeah. And, and now here's CJ again. Thanks, CJ. I love it. I love <laughs> That's it. That's amazing. Uh, so here we go. We uh, well, start working on them now. Our oh. holiday powerpoints. Make them about two, three minutes, not too long. That's what I'm saying. A couple of gifts you want, and we'll present them to each other and you, the human listening. Did you know? All of Adam Sandler's love interests uh, have a double V. That's right. Uh, Billy Madison's Veronica Vaughn, Virginia Vennett from Happy Gilmore, Vicki Valancourt from The Waterboy, Valerie Varin, Violet Van Pattern, and Violet Valentine from Hubie Halloween. Uh, a whole bunch of love interests. Did you know that? I, I, I did wow. now. Also, wow. um, what I realize is none of them are Drew Barrymore. Mm. Oh, yeah. ouch. And these are all their Vs. But uh, you know these facts are true, and you know we've researched and done our best as a community servicing public entity because before we read you something... We want to make sure it's right, and we let you know it's right by saying, Did, Did you, you know? I have some history for you, CJ. I know you right. like history, and I was surprised you didn't bring me a history one today, so I'll do it. Uh, Did you know a Roman prostitute named Marazoia not only was the mistress of one pope, but her bastard son, two grandsons, two great-grandsons, and one great-great-grandson all eventually became popes. In the era which they ruled, everybody just called it the pornocracy. Hell yeah. Era. <laughs> Tight. The pornocracy era since it was Lots all brought. Lots of jokes I was going to make all along, but I won't because yep. this isn't about jokes or laughing. This is about facts and fact finding. And you know it's true because. What because do we say? What? what do we say? Did you know? Did you know? Oh, there While we're on the topic, did you know that during the, uh, uh, from about 2000 to about 2020, the height of the jam band era, there were multiple violent nitrous oxide mafias that traveled to music festivals. They were making more than $300,000 a weekend selling laughing gas Hell to yeah. jam band bros. Wow. Yeah. Do, you, do you remember when, uh, I, I think it was Widespread Panic played here, and a couple of guys got arrested outside of ACL Live because they had <laughs> laughing gas in the load. But they were also like, like a year ago. Really a, amateur, I remember. On this well, fact, they just had a bunch guns, of whippets. So oh. I think that was part of the problem. <laughs> right. On this fact, uh, there was a link to a source. I'm just going to say this. Inside the Nitrous Mafia, an East Coast hippie crack ring, that's what you need to Google to that find this fun. Old, it's an old story from 2010 about the capos that were running this thing. It just seems so weird to have a violent wow. uh, mafia around nitrous oxide. Dude, anytime money becomes involved and you need people to, you know, loose lips sink ships. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. It sounds whoa, like a whoa, fun whoa, documentary. Whoa, whoa, whoa. To watch while doing whippets, mm. but you shouldn't, kids. Also, it's it. a good article because when's the last time you thought of the band Umphreys McGee? Uh, they play in Austin for like five nights in a row every year. Do they really? They play Still, at, they play at Stubbs Still. every year. 
I dated a girl who that all of her friends and her. I would love go to the Humphreys. way you said I dated Whoa. a girl because you don't want to admit that you were there. I was never there. Let me that see you do your jam. Let me see you do your jam band dance, man. Do your jam band dance. It's the same as the Charlie Brown dance, pretty much. <laughs> Uh, Spencer? Oh, me. Did you know? Did you know? Uh, we've heard of the moon, right? Heard of moon Seen rocks? This? You heard of that? You've heard of this? Uh, NASA brought back a bunch of moon rocks after visiting the moon. Of the 270 total moon rocks that the U.S. gifted into the world, 100 are currently unaccounted for. 180, actually. Wow. 180 of them out there mysteriously wow. floating around in the black market Mystery moons. of space. <laughs> uh, I know that kid that used to do the Life Serial commercials ate some moon rocks and drank oh. a Coke at the same time and he exploded and died. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, if you uh, if you go to a Humphreys McGee show, there's going to be some guys outside <laughs> selling you moon rocks. And, so that's probably where they went, man. The future arrives to social media. Sorry. Greetings, listener. It is now time for Weird or Wired. Is it weird or is it wired? Matt Bearden, you're on the CJ Morgan Show to let us know exactly that. What one have you great, seen? One of the greatest things about social media platforms is not only are they aware that really almost the entirety of the world uh, uses them, but they are really slow to react to when things are happening, right? Very, and they come, yeah, very slow. They're kind of like, well, let's wait to see what happens here because they don't want to take the leadership. They want They don't want to be looked at as um, curtailing speech or directing speech or what have you. But uh, YouTube finally came out earlier in the week and they said, we're coming out with a bunch of AI created content policies because they realized I would have thought somebody else would have come out with this first because it's I think it's less of it's affecting YouTube less than some of the other platforms. But you can game the algorithm. Well, basically, they're saying if you put anything up that is created with AI, you have to denote that you have created it. Using AI. Okay. That makes sense. So that makes sense. It does make sense, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. For a long cool. time, we've thought that a lot of these sites should be self-policing uh-huh. or telling people they should yeah. sell. Because when you see some of these deep fakes, it's insane how good they are. They've gotten very good very quickly. What I've learned from now uh, my more than 10,000 hours uh, with radio is that there are some people, for whatever reason, and I give you a pass, I love you all, but some of you out there do not understand satire or certainly sarcasm whatsoever. <laughs> and someone, somebody wrote me the other day and said, can you believe that Joe Biden did this and sent a video? And I wrote back and I was like, you realize that that is an old movie clip that they have pasted Joe Biden's face on. Yeah. And the person didn't realize that. They thought that Joe Biden had kind of lost their mind and was saying some very terrible things. But I was like, yeah, that is, how did you not catch on to that? The point is they're wanting some kind of mark on that. Otherwise, they will demonetize and throttle you big time. I think they realize they don't want to get caught up because someone's going to get hurt. Someone's going to get murdered. Someone's going to get in a lot of trouble because of things that are going on on social media right now. And I think YouTube realizes we do not want to be a part of the court case when it's all said. Absolutely. Nope flames being fanned with like culture wars and things like that like with pundits and things on their website as well so i mean they might as well get ahead of uh the next big thing right listen yeah. make it industry standard i guess set something it's fun to trick idiots but at this point it's just sad yeah it's just yeah. sad I know, it's such a huge scale i feel like tricking idiots it becomes more of a burden you know a harm yeah. to society and it becomes sad it's not even fun anymore because, there'll be a, a pop-up yeah. on the bottom of your screen that'll say you know um how many likes how many views the, when it was created which we are used to seeing already under that there'll be a new heading that says how this content was made and you may see a little pop-up that says altered or synthetic content. Sound or visuals were altered or generated digitally. Yeah. Just like a little heads up, which will make it sort of like community notes has become on Twitter. Like, so that you can kind of go, oh, okay, maybe this isn't everything that I think it's going to be. The biggest instance is they're saying, look, if you want to dep- depict a real-world event, a real-world character that never happened, you better tell people, this is something that I created. This is something that I made up. Now, that's going to take away from some people who have made videos and made an entire living off of you know making it look like somebody... Uh, threw a basketball 4,000 miles and still made uh, the basket, or here's yeah. a terrible car wreck. And you, re- if you look at it carefully enough, you go, oh, this is digitally altered. This is CGI. 
Um, I don't think it's going to destroy those people's business models. And if you're showing something with aliens, you might maybe get around this by saying, well, I'm not depicting real-world events. But <laughs> no matter what, I'm hoping that the guidance that YouTube is creating here will actually leak into some other places. Because frankly, I don't think I've actually been super fooled by anything on YouTube. But I do fear yeah. for my relatives who are f super fooled on the daily yeah. on Facebook. I think we all have those older relatives who write us and show us stuff. Yeah, and man. then we have to do that thing with a little bit of shame well, where we it, write it, back to an aunt or an uncle and try but, to explain to them what's going on. What's ultimately sad about it is even when you prove it's wrong, which, uh, you know, I'm an a-hole police on the internet, uh, they'll be like, yeah, but still, it's still funny, though. But it's still right, though. But it's, it's you know, it's confirmation bias, so it doesn't matter to them if it's right or wrong, honestly. If you generate anything with YouTube's generative AI products, uh, which they're adding now, it'll be alt uh, automatically labeled as altered or synthetic, which I think is good. I really do hope um, that we'll see all of the social media platforms move in this direction. All right, Matt, uh, and if you don't mind signing off real quick for us. That was today's Weird or Wired, and I am Matt Bearden. Boof, my tummy hurts. Oh, no. Oops. I just flopped a steam dung wad in my pants. I am Poop Pant Bearden Matt signing off for the C.J. Morgan Show on 101X. All right, thanks, Matt. That's today's Weird or Wired. The most popular baby names of 2023. Hey, they're already here. It's too late. You can't name your kids these names. How are we supposed to make money on the internet? The internet? That thing's still around. Computer load up celery, man, please. Yes. It's kind of sort of the end of the year, and we've got a list of the most popular baby names given to those birthed this year of our Lord 2023. Today's Clickbait Corner, we're going to go through those names. And I'm very disappointed that two of my favorite names are on the list. Oh, no. Yeah. Why? Because oh. I want to be original, Spencer. Just to be unique. I'm going to be unique. Listen, my kid is going to be unique. In a way. Oh, I know. Sure. <laughs> he, he's your kid. Uh, or they're your kid. I am a firm believer in two middle names. My sister and I have two middle names. Kind of by, like, deaths right when we were born by family members. But I like the idea of giving a kid two middle names so they can go by initials, so they can change a name. They have two options to change their name, and I can do one really weird, like Augustus or Octavius Aww. or Napoleon. Yeah, and then you're not going to go that. with Cashton or Jackson or Bra Braden. Well, you know what? <laughs> you bring that up, Spencer, and that has been a trend recently, but names like Jaden, Raiden, and Caden are fading for the first time, not making the top ten. <laughs> fading. So, uh, yeah, they're, they're gone. Uh, also of note, uh, Barbie and Oppenheimer, names from those movies. Number one? Not cracking the list. Uh, Barbara is up. But hi, Barbie. Hi, Barbie. Not as high. Uh, yeah. Not making the top ten. Y'all want to do these top tens? Let's do it. Absolutely. Boys or girls? Where do we want to start? Let's start with the boys. Let's start with you boys. Uh, the most popular name for the first time this year, uh, surplanting number two, is Noah. Noah's the number one most popular name for young boys. Oh, why am I bored by that? I had too. I am too. I had too many friends named Noah. They weren't boring, but like no, 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 no. You're just Noah. Uh, it doesn't you, really have a association a, like Chad does, or you know. Yeah. It's also its sidekick energy, not Noah? main character. Yeah. Ooh. I don't know what it is. Even though you I'm going to tell the Noah in our building that he's a sidekick. Not I didn't even know we had one. So <laughs> there we go. He's on the sports show. Uh, Liam <laughs> dropped from number one to number two, topping out the rest of it. Oliver who we uh, do have an Oliver in the building. Elijah, maybe there's a biblical theme here. There's uh, always a biblical theme uh, in this Mate country. Mateo, which is Matt Beard's nickname, Lucas. This one's one of my favorites. We also have a Lucas. I wanted to name, if I had a son, I, I like this one a lot, Levi. You know oh, why? Oh, little pants. Levi's little kicking pants your ass. Levi, no. you can't have a name Levi and not be either a bully or a badass That's or not just true. cool or Man. in a band. If your name is Levi, a, you're rad. You're a, automatically <laughs> cool if your name's Levi. Uh, this sounds like really mean, but one of Chewie's good buddies is like a guy named Levi, and he's actually like a really kind man with a family. If he's friends with Chewie, he's a loser, <laughs> Boo, we so we know that. Uh, Whoa! The rest of the list, list Leo, Ezra, and Luca. Um, yeah, a lot of biblical names well, with the it? boys here. Well, I don't know. No offense to anyone named any of these, but I find them kind of lame. They're, they are boring. They're not great. Um, 
Number one for the ladies, Olivia. I've since I've wow. little, I always imagined if I had a daughter, I wanted to name her Olivia. That's and my her, besties and name. And her nickname could be Olive. Oh, I used to. Whenever I was a kid, I used to call her all of the other reindeer. I don't know. Yeah, it was good. word association as a child, but yeah. you know, Liv. Liv is a good one. The was nickname it, for Olivia. L I V. I feel like that was a special. I do all like of the other reindeer. That it was is, a nineteen ninety nine film. Yeah. I like the name Evie too. Didn't make the list, but maybe that's just because I watch V for Vendetta. Does a uh, pepperoni or pickles show up on the pepperoni and pickle are not on the list? <laughs> oh. uh, Emma's number two. The rest I of the top it. ten. Amelia, Sophia, Charlotte, Ava, Isabella, Mia, Luna. Luna's a Luna's a dog the, name. We we found that out yesterday earlier this week that Luna is the top Austin dog name. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and then Evelyn last. I did see somewhere in one of these clickbaits recently that a trend was going towards like older names. Wow. Those I can't Sophia, believe Sophia Charlotte. That it's makes sense. Isabella and Isabella, like yeah. Sophia and stuff. A- Emily yeah. is normally on that list. So are you telling me that Emily is now? Done? I Are guess. Done they, with the well, Emily. So they tried to mix it up with Emma, right? And then then Amelia. Shorter yeah. names. Shorter yeah. names are uh, a trend as well. I want to see a return to classic '90s girl names: Tiffany, Brittany, Jessica, Brittany, Amber. Amanda. No, because that's where Amber. we get Karen. And we don't do Karen Karen's anymore. not in that, though. These are these are hot girl names. Okay, mm-hmm. these are girls I had crushes on in elementary school. Rachel. Rachel. Yeah, that's my little sister, Spencer. Come Still on, a Leo. name from the 90s. Still hot. Yeah, yeah, right? It takes a lot of guts to run your own show. And he's got plenty of stomach to spare. The CJ Morgan Show on 101X.